I've been procrastinating recording this and I'm sitting around wasting my time watching the dumbest TikToks and I'm thinking to myself, girl, you gotta do this. It's time to put your feet to the fire. But first, maybe I should go make some tea or do something else. Okay, okay, I'm here. Last we chatted, it was mid-September and I was talking all about the aftermath of the magic mushrooms and giving a general life update. And that was episode 154 if you want to go back and listen because you know the whole mushroom thing is insane and fascinating and uh, I can't talk about it enough. But since then, I've been seeing a shaman, went to Colorado, hiked the steepest peak while I was there, hired a branding agency, had my 48th birthday, 48 is great by the way, and am having weekly emotional collapses trying to smash some pesky old patterns that are just too stubborn and keep popping up like whack-a-moles. And that's it for today. See you next week. Okay, well, for real, for real, I'm going to need your input. Like, for real, for real. First of all, I recorded a new trailer for this podcast, and it is bold. It's so bold that I had to shut my eyes and send it off before I started overthinking it and taming it down and ultimately losing its impact and punch. But let me back up and tell you why. I was contacted by a person at Pushkin Podcast who had asked me to promote one of their new shows in exchange for my podcast being advertised on their shows. Super exciting. But let me back up even more. Pushkin Podcast is the network of shows from Malcolm Gladwell. Their podcasts are so so top-notch, so culturally relevant and personality-driven. Some of my very favorite podcasts are Pushkin. Of course, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History, but especially this one is like truly my favorite. I hope you subscribe to it. It's called A Slight Change of Plans and The Loudest Girl in the World. And one of my other favorites is Against the Rules with Michael Lewis. It's so thought-provoking. But when I went to Podcast Movement, which is the largest podcast conference in the world, that was back in August, I had set my sights to get to know and hopefully build relationships with executives at Pushkin Podcast. In other words, I would love to have my podcast on their networks. It feels so perfect. It would be such a perfect match. But we're friends, right? Real talk. In the midst of so many big shows at that conference and personalities, I shrunk and I realized I didn't know how to succinctly describe my podcast. Like, I didn't have a good elevator pitch anymore. In fairness, this show, Culture Changers, has really, really evolved. It's not the same show as when it started. I mean, it's always been talking at convention breakers and finding new ways that are better to kind of evolve our culture forward. But it's evolved to something else that I haven't been able to easily describe without bowling people over with my passionate dissertation or leaving folks slightly confused and dismissive. Whatever. And when I left my corporate job this past April to pursue this show full time, you know, without a plan, You all have leaned into my story as I've documented the crazy shit I've been doing to find out what's next. And I so appreciate it. It has been really interesting to see how you guys are like, what is she going to do next? 
And when I realized how much I needed help with the branding part, and really, someone with expertise to help me navigate the next phase, I set out to find a branding partner, but not just a marketing expert or a PR person, but someone who could help guide me as I embrace me as a personal brand. So I was recommended to an agency that did just that. And it was one that I was actually presented years and years and years ago. But that time, the time wasn't right. But it is now. So I looked around and I found a 0% APR credit card, prayed to God, made a wish on a crystal, knocked on wood three times, clicked my heels and signed on for a year. And I'm telling you, this has been a nail biter of a year. So then... Uh, I sign up for this, Pushkin knocks on my door and out of, the, out of the blue to help them promote their new show, The Loudest Girl in the World, in exchange for some exposure on their shows. <gasps> ah, this is such a huge opportunity. Yes, 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 yes. It was like the universe was finally opening up for me. And they said, just send them my trailer. Just send them the trailer. Oh, I hadn't updated that in a while. It wasn't really what my podcast was about at all anymore. So I set out to write a new version. I mean, one worthy of catching your attention right away and at the professional level that it needs to be to be on Pushkin Podcast, but also a true representation of the kind of conversations you now hear on the show. I have to say, I learned a lot through this process. I do love writing. And in fact, if you love reading someone else's writing, might I suggest you subscribe to my weekly blog by going to alisonhair.com. But man, trying to capture the heart of your baby in less than a minute is hard. So I ended up finding Kevin Rosenquist on Upwork to help me produce my new trailer. And turns out he also has a hilarious podcast called History Defeats Itself and is also a writer. I'm going to link his show in the show notes because it had me laughing within the first minute. And you know, any comedy podcast that can make you LOL is one that hooks you and is very worthy. It's called The History Defeats Itself. And it's these three guys that take some moments that are happening now and how we keep screwing ourselves as we try, you know, politically and things that are going on in the news and we end up screwing ourselves. It is very, very funny. Anyway, back to my trailer. After wrestling with the copy, the tone, and the time limit, I thought I had it done. It was sounding good. It had the heart in there. It had my voice. I played it for my other brilliant friend, also named Kevin. And my friend Kevin does not mince words. He said, Allison, I used to work in marketing at Coca-Cola. You have got to hit people right in the eyes, right off the bat. It has to be emotional and make the listener feel something and put that F word right up front. Oh my God. Oy. I knew he was right, but could I be that bold? I wondered if I would have the balls to do something, something like that if my mother was still alive. So I reworked the whole thing again after working on this for days and days, like really a full week and redid the whole thing and worked with History Defeats Itself, Kevin. I had Kevin squared. I had Kevin squad and we got it. And I played it back while I was folding laundry and my husband, Chris was in the other room. He's like, Whoa, what was that? That sounds great. 
And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. So off it went to the Pushkin folks to submit it in time. And it's airing this week on some of their shows. Ah, ooh, so exciting. But here is where I'm being pushed to stretch again. I hired the branding agency. And if you're interested in exploring a branding agency for yourself, you are welcome to email me at allison at allisonandhair.com or DM me and I'd be happy to refer you. Anyway, we had a two-day workshop in Nashville last week to work on what's next for me and really hash out all the details. Here's where I will need your help. For one, I'm wanting to change the name of this podcast and potentially name my brand and business going forward. So I'm working on all the behind the scenes stuff and really the meat and potatoes and the heart of where do we go from here. And I think I've got that down. But for the name, I'm really wrestling with it. So if you could submit your ideas to me, either via email or on social media, whatever it is, uh, I'm going to post and uh, link something in the show notes where you can submit it. I will award the winner a cool $50, $50, 50 smackers um, for if I choose your name. And I'd love to have something clear, not cliche, and maybe two or three words that really captures where this podcast is going, the boldness of it too. And I'll explain more of the direction now. So here's what I've been resisting, but I think it's time to embrace. Embrace. My podcast has already had three names, actually. I can tell you that story another time. But I've tried to create angles and areas of focus. You know, they always tell you, you got to niche down. You got to uh, be very specific and really kind of go in this vein. And I, I've thought about it and I, I am multi-passionate. Culture Changers kind of always has been an umbrella of many different topics that, uh, that I am so fascinated to explore. And so I have again, try to create angles, whether it's helping you become a culture changer or helping women break out of some of the limits that society has historically put on us and pave a new path. It's all of that. But what has become more and more apparent is that I am the brand. And on one hand, my resistance is it feels really self-indulgent. Does anyone actually care what I'm up to? But then on the other hand, when I hear your feedback, it's the feedback, it's the response of my dreams. And I guess it does seem like people really do care what I'm up to. But it's not about that. It's about what is happening with you, the listener. I actually save it all. Anytime you reach out to me to comment, every time I get a review on Apple Podcasts or CastBox or a text or a DM or an email response from my weekly journal that I send out on Thursdays, I keep every one of them. And a couple of months ago, in an exercise to figure out where the new direction of my podcast will go, I compiled them. I compiled them all to see if I could find any through line or anything that stood out. And good Lord, I was blown away. And people who tell me they rely on this podcast as their therapy, listeners who have bravely quit their jobs when they saw I had quit my corporate job and documented the experience on this show. People who take the advice of the experts I have on here and the wisdom they impart and feel like they now have tools to help them become more capable and feel less alone. 
folks who emphatically continue to share their episodes because they came at the exact right time they needed and knew they could help others in their own circles. There is a community that's being built from this podcast that I had been discounting because I've been so focused on the numbers or the downloads or how do I make money at this? And then when I hear, holy shit, this podcast is really changing lives. It really is changing lives. And I'm thinking, wow, wow, I, I need to re refocus this. This podcast for me has been a lifeline. While many others would look at the work and time that goes into making my podcast, they would just flat out quit. I'm not, I'm not going to mince where I, I spend a ton of time and money and resources and work to really, really make this podcast something that is worthy of being shareable and uh, purposeful and something that you're going to always walk away with some new perspective and some new tools in your toolbox. And for me, it's become an obsession that goes far beyond any number of downloads or money that I earn. And side note, if you'd like to be a supporter of this show, as it is 100% funded by your contributions, you can get perks by signing up at patreon.com forward slash allisonhair.com. Oh no, patreon.com forward slash allisonhair. So I did an exercise where I asked some super fans of this show a few questions, and the response was really telling you, telling and I wonder if you fall in these categories too, I would love to know. So I'd love for you to listen really carefully to this. And I do tend to have many executive women who listen, not all, but there is a good portion that I hear from are, are women that have checked all the boxes. They've done everything they thought they should, everything society kind of uh, guided them. You know, they have the comforts, they have climbed the ladder but they often feel complacent. And most of the time, this happens in their careers. And, you know, they may have the comforts of a home or they're not worried about where their next meal is coming from. And they have family and loved ones. And they have this job that, you know, like they have worked and worked and worked and gone to school and gotten the corner office or gotten a, a big title, a big job. And they're wondering and looking around going, is that all there is? Why am I not happy? And they often feel some guilt or shame in it because they feel like they have so much, they're grateful and wondering, why isn't it enough? And that gnawing feeling that maybe there's more in the tank and something more purposeful and fulfilling they could be doing. It's almost like, wait a minute, am I in the wrong lane? And here is what some of my favorite fans have said. So as I said, I've asked them a few to answer a few questions um, or answer, like, how would you complete this sentence? And overwhelmingly, what I heard was, and I just kind of boiled it down to the few things that they said, I'm struggling with balance and confidence came up a lot. I'm struggling with balance and confidence. And usually these people are executives, so they have confidence in certain areas, but like confidence to try something new is where they may be struggling. I need help with confidence, clarity, feeling good enough. I really feel tired. This came up a lot and frustrated. And conversely, people answered that question happy and super grateful. I really feel happy and super grateful. 
One thing that is holding me back overwhelmingly was fear, overthinking, and self-judgment. And I wish I had more time. That came up with almost everyone. And I wonder if you felt that way, like just a constriction of time. Uh, I wish I had more time, better boundaries, self-acceptance, and grace. And, you know, hearing these and getting these responses, I totally get it. And I felt this so profoundly. And when I was in the corporate world, I could certainly hear my body and mind scream while I was working, but I didn't know how to move. It felt like I was trapped, even though... I knew I could move. There were big consequences. So I understand how you're feeling. Or if I could move, would I upset the apple cart? What about my income, my identity, my ability to provide for my family, the social tribes that come with the existing setup that I have? I know this world inside and out. It is riddled with anxiety when you feel like something is off, that complacency and that low boil of discontent. And it's scary as fuck to think about what else could be out there for me. In my experience over the past few years, my hope was that by making small changes and hopefully getting struck with a lightning bolt of a brilliant idea that I could take and run with, I could build a business on the side and leave when the side hustle was earning enough and just go up in that upward hockey stick uh, fashion, right? But that didn't happen. I tried several business ventures, but none worked. And to be fair, none that I was really excited about long-term, but I tried. That's for another conversation anyway. But as I continued in the corporate world, the vice grip became more and more unbearable. And uh, I've always had good bosses until the very end. And I wonder if that was like the universe or God or whatever it is telling me, girl, I'm going to make this as uncomfortable for you as possible. Because I had some awful bosses uh, at the end that, uh, that just made things so, 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 so unbearable. And, uh, you know, my husband would often find me slumped over my keyboard crying and I didn't know what to do. Like I would just hold it together, hold it together, be on zoom nonstop and then get off. And I'd be looking at the clock, just counting down. Okay. Just 18 more minutes. Okay. Just 12 more minutes. Just get through the next four minutes. I can do this. I can do this. And then I would close down the zoom and just slump over, just hunch over and just cry. My husband would come up to check on me and he's like, oh my God, how can I help? You know, it was just really tough. And uh, after a fateful tarot reading in January of this year, we decided, yes, a tarot reading is, is what made me decide, believe it or not. We decided it was time to take a leap of faith and I left my career in April. And I want to be clear, we are a two income household and right now we are down one income. It's been very challenging. We've cut back so much and there have been terrible waves of panic, mostly because I know I could go out and look for another job and get some income going again, something that I'm familiar with, but I don't. And there is a lot of guilt and shame to grapple with, but something inside keeps telling me, Allison, keep going, keep going, keep going. We're still cutting back. I don't really know what the financial future will hold. But remember how I said I was working with a shaman? 
she's been incredibly helpful as I am reprogramming some of these old stories I have about money and my self-worth. So it does feel like I'm in a boxing ring all the time and I'm in on the ropes of like old, you know, patterns that have been conditioned over, you know, my whole life, but not only that, but ancestral uh, ancestral trauma, whether it is, or patterns or things that aren't just of my generation. Uh, there are things that have been kind of baked in my DNA that I'm really fighting to create a new path. And the shaman has been brilliantly instrumental as I redefine my purpose here on earth and living in more alignment, really. And so much of that is coming as a result of these experiences that I'm just discovering these answers. I keep trying new things and, you know, taking this this moment in in time where there are no answers except to look within and just find opportunities for me to go inward, whether it's going in nature or uh, trying some healing modality or or maybe even challenging myself, body, mind, whatever it is. And so I've done. 12-hour walks and magic mushrooms, overnight hikes and physical and mental challenges and dancing. I'm part of a dance performance series right now for Afrobeats. And if you don't know me, I am a white girl that doesn't have a big <laughs> dancing background. And uh, I wanted to try something so out of my comfort zone. And how fun is it that you commit to it and you practice, 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 and you actually start getting the moves. And that is really, really cool. And even resting, resting has to be, has proven to me to be the most stressful of all, because that's just not how my body has been conditioned. Or just taking a new path, just giving myself permission to do something different, something new. And that's where I would love your help. I've been having these incredibly potent soul opening adventures the kind where even the smallest adventure, and maybe that is, you know, Googling paths near me when I drop my kids off somewhere and just finding a trail and just taking a, a little walk for 30 minutes or whatever it is. And so, um, you know, even the smallest adventures can lead to a shedding of what is no longer needed and a new neuropathway to invite something better. And I wanted to offer that to you. And so I'm creating an adventure club where I will arrange carefully curated and uniquely unusual experiences for you to invite your own awakening. But with me and with other like-minded folks who are also searching for more fulfillment. So it is one full of generosity and, uh, and safe spaces. And personally, what I've learned is that inviting curiosity into your own existence curiosity for what could be possible. What's next? What would happen if you tried something new? Curiosity for what could be is greater than your fear of failure. When that is the formula, when the curiosity for what could be is greater than your fear of failure, that's when you win. Curiosity is the cure to complacency. So I'm gathering ideas. I've got a ton already. But what would be, you know, for an experience, what would be a hell yes in your book? And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be Sedona and the traditional 
uh, expensive high-end retreat center, spa things, but it can be something off the beaten path. I'd actually prefer that. Um, and I wanted to paint you a story and ask you, what is it that you would love to do, but I haven't? And I mean that, like take a moment instead of what should I do? What would I love to do? And this happened for me about three years ago. And um, I follow Jesse Itzler. Uh, he's a ultra athlete. He is um, a, an endurance athlete and a multi, 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 multi entrepreneur. One of the most unique and unconventional guys I've ever met. He's been on this podcast. He's very, very famous. He happens to be Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, her husband. And if you um, are on Instagram, I would highly recommend following Jesse Itzler because he is endlessly entertaining and uh, you learn so much. There's so much insight from everything he does. He's very, very good like that. And so a few years ago, he does, you know, like I said, he's an ultra athlete and does all these insane endurance challenges that have been, you know, really pivotal for me to watch him and has kind of stretched me too. And he had offered up to his following on Instagram, hey, I'm thinking about doing an experience, but I want to do one with you why don't you um, suggest or make some suggestions on this Instagram feed? And if I pick yours, we'll do it together, you and me. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. So tons of people started to answer it. And I was thinking, you know, he loves to run. He's a, um, um, a what is it, ultra, a triathlete, triathlete, he's a multi-athlete. Um, and I was thinking, well, I don't really like to run. I don't like to ride bikes. I don't know. And so I was trying to think, I immediately went to what would he want that I could do? And I said, wait a minute, what do I want? What do I want to do? And I immediately thought dance. I've never danced. Like I'm not a dancer. I don't have any dance background. And just me asking and stopping and asking that question of, wait, what do I want to do? Like my head was so clogged with what other people want to do that I hadn't been asking me that or even giving myself the permission to. And, you know, a few weeks later, I stumbled on a dance class uh, when I had some flexibility in my schedule for the first time because I didn't. And that class was uh, Rebel Fitness, Rebel Groove. And it was taught by Ashley Hughes, who is the co-founder of the brand. And there were probably 60 people in that room. It was sweaty. It was dark. It was loud. Uh, there were lights. Um, and I could not find my left foot from my right foot, but I felt like I was struck by lightning and was like, oh my God, what is this? And once I stopped caring, I think it helped because it was dark, that I didn't know the moves, that I just let my body move. And I think that freedom, especially when I was in such a difficult spot where I just felt trapped at work, and that when I started to move, that lightning bolt was like this intense rush of, it, it, it felt like ecstasy. It felt like euphoria of just being able to move that way, even though I didn't know any of the moves and certainly did not pick them up. And I didn't pick them up for months, but I became a dance instructor for Rebels six months later. And now I advocate for, I actually serve on the board now of, uh, of Rebel as it is a national brand that is growing, but I feel so passionate about 
not only this particular brand, which isn't about, you know, uh, being the best dancer, but really about the freedom to move your body and what that can do from a confidence perspective. But, uh, but it changed my life and just giving myself permission to ask, what do you want? Um, has changed my life in so many ways and added to confidence. And good Lord, if I could give that to somebody else or invite somebody else to feel that freedom and feel that power and that empowerment and to grow, like grow in who you are instead of, you know, that voice of like, you can't do that. Who the hell do you think you are? But like, what if? And again, it's like curiosity over complacency curiosity always wins. Curiosity always stretches you more than it is. So what is it you really want to do? And I'm putting a survey link into the show notes as I'm going to set something up in a few weeks for us to gather in person. It'll probably be something low key, but you will not forget it. And my promise is that each event will help spark something in you, meaningfully connect you with people who are intended for you to meet. And you can join me on my journey. And not it, this is not going to be some weird, awkward, forced networking events. I freaking hate those. So I will do everything in my power to make sure that any gathering that I put together is going to be insanely meaningful and you will not forget it. You will leave better, you will leave brighter, and you will leave sparked. And so I'm going to invite some facilitators for the events that are coming up and possibly previous guests to help us shake it up. Maybe it's a career coach to help brainstorm ideas one-on-one with you or a shaman or a healer to help clear energy or some, you know, somewhere in nature or someone whose role is just to create an environment of pure fun. Maybe it's just getting the tiniest bit out of your comfort zone. Or maybe it's just something purely pleasant where you just get to take a mental break and take in some nature, some beauty, some comfort, something different to interrupt the patterns of the regular life that you have. And I'd love ideas that are off the beaten path or ones that aren't obvious. Those are actually my preference and boy, have I got some ideas for you, but all of those things. So ideas that are off the beaten path aren't obvious, but have enormous benefits. So this is coming. I'm excited and I hope you'll join me as well. Stay tuned. I will be posting more information, but would love to hear from you first. So three main asks for you. If you can indulge me and I'll link it in the show notes. One, submit ideas for a new podcast name. If I choose yours, I'll give you 50 bucks as a thank you. Number two, submit ideas for the Adventure Club. What is something you would love to do? Something that would be super nourishing. And if you have suggestions for a new name for it, that'd be fine too. And number three, leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast player. It goes so far. And as you know, I read every single one. It really, really shapes the future of this show, but also helps others find me as well. And number four, if you want to get the, oh, I asked for three main asks. Maybe there's one other one. But if you want to get these episodes ad-free and early and support me as an indie podcaster, you can go to patreon.com forward slash culture changers. And that's it. Let's go on a new adventure together. Let's break some uh, barriers. Let's break some of the doldrums of the everyday and try something new. We're just going to crack Something new will crack some light into your world and what is possible 
if we invited something good extra. Thank you so much for your support. Make sure you think of a few friends who might be interested in these adventures too and text this episode to them. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.